The Orioles make a move, a huge move, with the Milwaukee Brewers. They acquire Corbin Burns. How does that impact the Marlins? It impacts them because, seemingly, according to Craig Mish, the deal queued up with the Orioles is now dead. Looks like the Marlins are looking to make a deal with the Orioles. That will not be happening. So what does that mean for the Marlins at shortstop? Well, one potential, one potential avenue here, with the Brewers seemingly selling rentals, is Willie Adames is now available. Does he fit what the Marlins need both now and in the future? This is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, of course, hit subscribe. It's your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. There is a YouTube channel. Make sure you hit subscribe there too. It's also called Locked On Marlins. And delighted to welcome into the house the UK coach, Sean Barrett. How are we doing? I'm doing well, Pete. A few technical gremlins before we start off. So hopefully uh, they're all out of the way now because obviously we always run a very uh, professional ship, don't we? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. We'll see how the, uh, you know, listen, technical gremlins, we plow through, we persevere. You have a Heineken, you're, you're going to be feeling lubricated, let's say. So, uh, you know, that should that should help as the evening progresses. And actually on deck here, um, we're going to talk about the Orioles deal with the uh, with the Brewers and how that impacts the Marlins. But equally, we're going to end up talking about Big Willie, Big Willie Adames. So we've got plenty of talk uh, coming at you, primarily linked to trades and shortstops here for the Marlins. But this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. You can make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, Sean, let's get started here with the big news. Corbin Burns going to the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Firstly, just reaction on that. Felt like it. I mean, it's a one-year rental. This isn't locked on Orioles or locked on Brewers, but nevertheless, we should comment on big deals and big trades. And this is certainly one of them. Interesting decision from the Brewers at this this point point. to um, move on from Burns. Um, You know, just a reaction to this trade happening now and Corbin Burns not pitching for the Brewers in 24. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Before spring training, the Brewers are almost saying, we're we're done for the year. We're not looking to win. Um, But (laughs) I'd be really interested to see if this trade happened before or after they did the season ticket renewals, because it, <laughs> I think you'd have got a different different response before and after. But yeah, trading mm. away your frontline starting starting pitcher, your ace, mm. uh, makes sense in the sense of he's one year left on his deal. Um, and but for them to to quickly give up on the season um, is definitely interesting. For in my opinion, not that great of a return personally, but. Mm. 
Um, I suppose that's the way it works. Could they have kept him in into the deadline and then maybe got a haul from a desperate team? I think they probably would have got a better deal, but there's a risk of reward, isn't there? If he gets himself injured in May, then, then the yeah. deal's dead. So, yeah, they, they struck while the iron was hot. But with the way that the pitching is, especially with some of the, the money that's gone through free agency on starting pitchers, quite interested to see a, a reasonably small return. Yeah, I, I, most people, I think when they saw this return, were, had the same thought as you, to be honest with you, of like, man, that's a good deal for the for the it's Orioles. Weird. Like, you know, it's this Cobber Burns. Like, where's the studs going the other way? In, in reality, the, the, the deal ends up being D.L. Hall, who I think's had a spell as a reliever, but maybe they want to move him into a starting role. I'm, I'm not really sure. Joey Ortiz who has had a minor stint in the big leagues um, thus far, but, you know, no proven track record. So maybe big league ready with all the control that goes with that. And then a comp pick as well. So, you know, I guess this one hinges. I mean, there's a few ways this one can hinge. And, it, you know, this comes down to um, how Corbin Burns pitches for the Orioles and how long he pitches for them, I guess, will be how this one's determined. And I, I, for me, I'm very, very intrigued around the Orioles – with the new ownership group rolling in, you acquire Corbin Burns, you know, ace pitcher, you know, do you let him go to market? I I, I get the sense that like, this would be a big statement type of deal maybe for, uh, you know, a new ownership group to just kind of come in, get Burns in and then get him extended. So we'll see if they, they actually make that happen. But yeah, really interesting. The byproduct though here, Sean, Craig Mish kind of, kind of the, you know, the, the fallout is he's calling it out that this did directly impact the Marlins. And in and a in way, way, they were looking to, to do a deal with the Orioles. Craig's Great. always talked about this, like, ready-made trade. A trade partner ready to rock and roll. My assessment of this one is that it was going to be the Orioles. And this deal with the Orioles and the Brewers now means that this trade is, is dead, effectively. And so, you know, the Marlins are going to have to pivot. They're going to have to pivot now, baby, because, you know, the Orioles deal's done. That's the way things go, though, right? Like, you know, when I'm dwelling on this, if Craig has known about the situation for what I would say is a good couple of weeks, then, you know, not getting a deal done is, you know, who's to blame? You know, if the Marlins just sat on it too long, are they holding out? Who's holding out? Or actually maybe the Orioles trying to get a deal done with Burns. So I don't know, but... This does seem to impact the Marlins in that we were expecting this trade. Maybe now this trade won't be happening unless they got to kind of pivot into free agency or a shorter-term trade candidate. So thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Joey Ortiz, who was the, the main prospect in, in the deal, um, and the guy that sounds just like the guy, as you said, uh, Bish spoke about a major league-ready shortstop. And that's what Ortiz yeah. is. He's... he's Reasonably good defender, has hit at every single level at the minors. Uh, should be a good contact guy, not much power, but for shortstops, that's not an issue. You know, a shortstop that can get 10 home runs, hit to 80, play good shortstop defense, that's valuable in this league. Obviously, with Burns, the Marlins have pictures of his quality in Rosado and Perez. Um, obviously, he's got to develop beyond just a rookie year, but they also have massive control. So, you're probably looking at one of the lesser guys in, in Eddie or, or Trevor Rogers, uh, guys that aren't anywhere near the level that 
Burns is, but Burns is that one-year deal, whereas these guys have years of control. So it really is a question of if, if I'm the Orioles and I have both deals on the table, it's a question of how close do I think we are? Could we mm. make a run for it this year? Um, but uh, yeah, I would be intrigued to see where they are on extension talks because this does feel, as you said, seems right, doesn't it? You've got a new ownership group. You go and get a star pitcher for quite a small prospect return um, and then make an extension. That extension is going to cost them money. It's going to be close to what you pay them in free agency um, with a little bit of a, a value on the fact that he's getting that deal done now before the season, before he gets injured or has the potential of getting injured. Um, but, yeah, in my eyes, I still would think that he'd like to bet on himself go to a free agency because free agent pitchers yeah. at the moment, especially stars like him, are just getting crazy money. Could the Orioles offer that? Of course they could. Um, yeah. But we'll have to wait to see, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I just think that's the most likely outcome. I, the, the guy you mentioned here, Joey Ortiz, you know, the name that, that kind of pops out, the profile that pops out, you know, you've got a guy that's hit at every level, high A, double A, double A, um, you know, not a huge amount of power, but there's tons of everything else to like in that profile. You know, a, a little cup of coffee with the Orioles at some stage last year, I don't know if it was the back end of the year or just along as the year went along, but... but he seems to fit a profile that the Marlins would have targeted. It's probably not a profile that maybe would have brought a Jesus Lazaro return and his three years of control. So I guess the question there, Sean, is who would have been the pitcher do you think the Marlins were shopping to the Orioles looking to acquire maybe Joey Ortiz in this deal? It's interesting because I, I mentioned Eddie Cabrera and, and Trevor Rogers, and, and for me, Eddie is probably would arguably be a guy that would get the deal done. Um, yeah. So whether or not they were just trying to use Trevor Rogers and and, and float that, um, and maybe it's just a case that the Orioles were were so desperate that they, you know, they, they they had these two deals and they were able to push and bargain with the Orioles a bit more. And that's why the deal looks a little bit less because they had a ready-made picture in Eddie Cabrera um, that they could use instead. So I would be. Mm. I would be interested to see if the Marlins tried to get the deal done with Rodgers and got gazumped. Um, mm. When really, would it have made much difference to the Marlins if they'd sent Eddie instead? Maybe a little bit, but you, you'd have, you know, arguably your shortstop to the future. Um, and yeah, the, the yeah. time will tell whether or not there is another deal out there, obviously. But if the Marlins, Marlins hopefully weren't just all in on this one deal. Um, hopefully they had mm. fingers in a few pies here and there. They've got other options. Um, and again, it'll be time to tell on that one. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know, yeah. I think that's the, the conundrum when I sit back and think of this is if you're deliberating on Eddie or Trevor, on a guy that like Peter Bendix and his front office have like identified as we love Joey Ortiz, like we love him. And we can see him being the shortstop for the Marlins for the next six years. Then, considering the depth the Marlins have in the in pitching, the you have to pull the trigger on any of those names, no doubt. Like if you love Ortiz, then if it's not, it's no, it's not going to be Sandy, and it's not going to be Yuri or Lazardo, maybe. Anyone else, fine. 
But maybe they were hunting Lazada. Maybe that was the point. Was like they wanted Jesus, and that felt too high. Maybe that was where the the blocker was here. I I don't know. And, and you know, it could just be that they they preferred Burns generally. And whilst the Marlins felt they were close, they were maybe a backup plan. I don't know. Um, we're going to talk about what this means for Willie Adames and the Brewers, and equally what it means for the Marlins. The Marlins should actually even consider a Willie Adames trade. But before we do that. Get into our first ad of the day and our good friends over oh. at eBay Motors. Yes, sir. So, firstly, we need some graphics. Let's get those going. I absolutely, absolutely love this script, by the way. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. What brings on winning the trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks. What a segue. Exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP. Bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, guys. Back here with me, Peter Pratt. And the UK go Sean Barrett. We are we're effectively running a post-mortem here. Marlins trade with the Orioles is dead. But nevertheless, the Brewers are shipping and shopping. They're going to shop and then ship. Willie... Adames, a name that I've heard a lot of talk about by many fan bases for quite a few years, I would say. When I think about Willie Adames, here's the thing, here's the first thing that stuck in my mind. Former Ray. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of when he was available. I was like, okay, Peter Bendix will be interested. Former Ray, he must have traded him once already. Uh, probably got a good, good haul back. I actually haven't looked to see what that was. Nevertheless, um, it's fair to say Willie Adamas has been a real nice success in Milwaukee, been a big piece for them. Um, he's only got one year of control remaining in the same situation as Burns. The Marlins have a desperate need at shortstop. For me, Willie Adamas would be an impact player on both sides of the ball. Honestly, he is the perfect fit for what the Marlins are looking for. They only would have one year of control, but that doesn't stop them entering in any kind of extension situations. Nevertheless, Sean Barrett, let's talk about Willie Adames as the player. One to ten, how good of a fit is this player for the Marlins at this stage? I mean, it's it's a good fit in the sense that he's a very good player at a position that the Marlins have, should we call it a hole? I suppose it is in a way a hole. They're looking to try and fix it through either a prospect or, in, in this case, with with one-year rental, so I guess it is a whole, even though Bertie, I think we know, could do a reasonably good job. Yeah. Um, but again, every time I talk about him, we talk about him being better off the bench um, with, with his talents. Um, Willie Adamas, for me, is is really intriguing for many, many reasons. One, firstly, that dollar amount, $12.5 million. Normally, that's that's not a speed bump, but with the money Marlins, that's a speed bump. That's that's the Jorge Soler money, isn't it? That's yeah. the money that they would be trading, putting out there for the best guys left on the free agency market. So in doing this deal, you go to one of those lesser guys. 
to fill that role. I don't mind because that might mean Coop comes back. Um, my main concern with Adamas is there's a trend. We look at his last four years of WRC plus 126, 120, 109, 94. It's uh -oh. gotten worse every single year. Now, uh -oh. don't get me wrong, he's been a, a three or four war player the last three years. So he's still a very good player. Of course, he is. He's, he's hit 24 or more home runs in the last three years at shortstop. Um, some of the issues he's had are, have been Babbitt related. So in a way, he just it, that trend looks bad, but it's just the luck keeps getting bad. Mm -hmm. um, at Lone Depot Park, a bigger field, um, especially now without the the defenders being able to move left, right, and centre wherever they want, um, may may help. Um, but yeah, let's not fool ourselves. If, if Adamas is in a Miami Marlins jersey, he's the second, potentially the first bat. That you think of when you're talking about a team, obviously, Arise is, is we know what he can do, and Jazz, if healthy, we know what he can do. But Damas would be one of the star bats of this lineup. The mm. one year rental again is a concern. Um, if Sandy were healthy, if this was um, a, a Sandy year, or if he had a two year deal, I'd be all over it because yeah. I've, I've looked at the year after this as a year to really go for it. The Mar <laughs> as you mentioned, the Marlins could extend him. Is that a possibility? Yes, because anything can happen, but also, obviously, no. Okay. Fit's good. Contract situation, not optimal. And also, they have to, like, send, you know, decent level. Pro like, Corbin Burns garnered, like, a decent return. Um, underwhelming in your, you know, experience or your, in your view. But uh, still going to have to send some players, like, Teams are going to be calling on Willie Adames. And so Lamarlin's going to have to pay up to acquire him. Only one year of control and likely is, you know, they're not going to reach a, a, an extension that's going to suit Willie Adames. So with that being said, you know, what's what's the likelihood in your opinion here that the Marlins are even like interested? Like with this situation, like Adames is available. It's a player that's available, but for only one year and they've got to give up what they got to give up to get him, and they got to pay him. You know, are the Marlins even picking up the phone? I think it's still a discussion point. I think if you looked at him simply, if he was on, if he was on the free agency market with a one-year deal that available, obviously he wouldn't be. But if mm. he were, that's the, the same situation. So the question to me is: Would you rather pay a salaire in free agency, mm. and then? use your shortstop guys or would you rather get a Dames and get yourself a cheaper level DH that, that's the, the those two are both situations that are available to the Marlins obviously the case with Dames is yes you would have to trade guys away um and and for me yeah if, if the Marlins are if the Marlins have got that 12 million to spend they've got to spend it somewhere they could spend it on the Dames or they could spend it on a Soler or or they could go, it's, it's sort of like 50-50, isn't it? Yeah. Um, or they could just <laughs> not pay anybody and go in with the team that they've got and Troy Johnston's at DH for next year. Um, I haven't entirely ruled that out. But, yeah, I think I, I would say it was 50-50. There are two avenues for the Marlins to go. And I think Adamo's is, is one. If you're not going to, I suppose it's free because there, there are shortstop prospects out there that the Marlins probably have interest in. So, yeah. I'll... 
I wouldn't normally be this confident because there were a three clear ways for the team to go. I'll put it at thirty-three percent. Feels that feels a little high, doesn't it? When when you kind of assess these options, but I, I'm I, I can see where you're going. I can see where you're going with it. For me, the concept that no, the I like the player in theory, and I like the fit, but there's too many other negative factors associated to this situation that I think make it unattainable. Going back to the question that you posed, though, if the Marlins have only got 12 and a half to spend, give or take, let's just say 15, just round numbers, like so they've got a bit of fat to play with as well. What would I do? I would get Adames in a shortstop and I would just pay you know, a couple of mil for big Dan Vogel back, to be honest with you, and you know you can make it work. The impact that Adames would have, in my opinion, would be far greater than a, a boom or bust you know, upside DH dude that, you know, I, I, I think there's much more value in, in someone like Willie Adamez. So that's my assessment. Um, we're going to call it a day there, guys. Um, you know, this is all interconnected, seemingly. The Marlins and Orioles were talking. Couldn't get a deal done. We don't know who for, but seemingly the Marlins were targeting Joey Ortiz. Couldn't get that done. Ortiz ends up with the Brewers. The Brewers now make available Willie Adamez. Fit feels good. However, at the cost of acquisition and a single year of control with the need to then extend Willie Adames. For me, there are multiple negatives as to why the Marlins won't pull this, won't pull this deal off. The one positive and the one light that does, does kind of ring in my mind is former Ray. And Bendix has got serious history for that. Thanks for joining me, Peter Pratt and the UK GOAT, Sean Barrett on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Marlins. I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow as we carry on this conversation, talking about the spring training roster. It is forming and shaping. We have a list of non-roster invitees. Talk about a must-listen episode. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>